1515F probably presents the Wrestling Route Table, where we talk about the raw, the bad, the ugly. We talk about what was raw, what was good, and what was just flat out ugly. Today, it is me, your host, Is Miller, and I'm joined by guest host, the Coach Cal. What's going on, man? What's up, man? How was your week, sir? It was good, man. You know, it was... It's long, but it was good. I'm glad it's over. Now I was about to just go ahead and enjoy this time off on this Memorial Day holiday weekend. So yeah, I forgot there you? was there was a holiday. Um, I was in Colorado Springs, your old stomping grounds for yes, one sir. of my brothers, the second brother graduating from the Air Force Academy. So that was pretty dope. Crazy, man. Yeah. It's it's crazy to me because I remember when they was little. <laughs> yeah, man. Running around my house, <laughs> telling yep. them to shut up and sit down somewhere. Yep. Yeah, and look at them now. And then right. Andre's already like going on missions, and fly. he just came back from like Guatemala on some mission or whatever, yeah. flying planes. That's, I'm like, that's crazy. That's, that's good, man. That's really good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Tevin decided he was gonna have a desk job. He was like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm good on that one, bro. I'm working." <laughs> There's logistics. <laughs> hey, so is Tevin in Arizona now? Are you gonna be in Arizona? He's gonna be in Arizona for a little bit, but then he's gonna uh, move to Dayton, Ohio. He's gonna be stationed out there. So that's oh, cool because okay. it's closer, and we're yeah. already talking about going to um to Cedar Point. So there's been yeah. one. I'm on that. That's cool. So if y'all want to join us when we decide to go, <laughs> definitely. But going to Ohio is a lot easier. Like driving to Ohio is gonna be a lot easier than driving to um to go see go see him when he's in Arizona. So yeah, definitely. But yeah, so this week in wrestling, my news and rumors. Um, one rumor or news that hit me like whoa, um. Jeff Jarrett is going to be the um, executive in charge of live events. Slap nuts. For WWE. I think that's pretty dope. Um, I think I, he, Go ahead. I think so, too. Um, you know, I know people in the group, Trini, and shout out to Trini's little sis and all that. Um, you know, they say well, it's, it's a business, you know, and a lot of people didn't think that Jeff Jarrett was going to come back. But, you know, they always say everybody comes back at least one time. Yeah. Back to the E. Um, and I never felt. I do believe it. I never felt like he was one of those guys that wouldn't come back. I mean, I always felt like he'd end up back. I think oh, okay. I'm I'm more surprised by the fact that he um because this beef was with Steve Austin. It wasn't with anybody True. else. It was yeah. with, and he wasn't. If you couldn't, Steve was the guy. So if you couldn't work with the guy, your ceiling was pretty low. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he knew he had to go to WCW. But yeah. I think recognizing that you know this guy pretty much ran TNA. For a long time, when it, you know, made it successful. Um, yeah. Then he had, tried to do the global force wrestling, but you know, he knows what he's doing, so it makes sense to me. I get it. Um, right. You know, he's one of the dudes we grew up on, so our kids, you know, when they watch wrestling or you know, or younger generation watch wrestling, we'll be the ones telling them like, yeah, Jeff Jarrett was, you know, he's pretty decent. He wasn't horrible. Yeah, I'm still, uh, I'm still, I'm still kind of pissed off that uh, he had us fools singing when it was all along it was Road Dog. Oh man. <laughs> That angle was hilarious. Road dog was he was humming, boy. <laughs> Speaking of past stars, good segue. Um, Sting was pulled from Double or Nothing um, at the Fan Fest due to injury. Um, yeah. I don't know. I know it's legit. I don't think it's anything crazy serious. It's just no. you know he's sixty, so it's like you know he's got to get his rest. Precaution. Right, precautionary, precautionary. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Game Changer Wrestling, the owner Brett Lauderdale, he was accused of faking COVID tests. It's still so. Here's the thing. It's still for me looking, taking a look at everything. It's still it seems shady, but at the same time, there's wrestlers saying it's not. It's a lie. 
there's um, promoters who have pretty much exiled the guy, the wrestler that said it. Um, so I don't know what validity there is to it. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of validity to it, but it's definitely something making the rounds out there if you hear about it. But the fact that Tony Khan is still letting wrestlers um, under contract work there um, without an issue leads me to believe that there might be like it's not necessarily true. Right. Um, and then last but not well, uh, another little side note: uh, Will Osprey had some. I, I don't think it was anything surprising. But he had um, comments talking about um, basically if he would ever or ever aspire to go to WWE. And he made it pretty clear that um, WWE just was not for him based on like the schedule because it's not, you know, with New Japan, he's able to take time off. And, you know, yeah. the way that they tour like right now, there's no heavyweights really wrestling at the moment because no. they have the blue. They, they have the best of the Super Juniors tournament, which gives Okada, Osprey, all them a lot of time to rest. Um, so, yeah. You know, with that, um, I just think it's one of those things where I don't know if he's necessarily taking digs at them. He did say that, you know, WWE guys seem more like actors or guys who are ready to be at the end of their, you know, run and just trying to stack up money. I think there's some that are like that. There's some that aren't. In the end of the day, it's kind of like what we talk about all the time on iHeart Wrestling. Shout out iHeart Wrestling. It's all about what you like. The, you know, the yeah. New Japan style is not for everybody. Just like no, the. Um, you know, WWE style is not for everybody, but that's what makes wrestling so dope is that there's so many different types of styles, different ways, different presentations of wrestling, um, different interpretations, and that's what makes it so dope. Um, yeah. So it's not going to be for everybody, you know? Right. Um, and speaking of New Japan, last but not least, they did release a statement regarding all the Kota Ibushi drama that was going on <laughs> where he talked about it was a dark company. A lot of adulterers, things of that nature. I think we talked, me and Sterl talked about that on the last podcast. So look that up if you're like, what? What happened? Um, right. What they did talk about is that he's definitely still on the roster. And they want to actually work with him to um, fix some of the issues that he did have. So that lets me know that. And they also said that he's a valued member of not only New Japan, but of uh, wrestling in general. And that's big. In Japan, you know, culturally, they don't just throw out compliments and things just to say to, you know, kiss your ass so to speak so um it sounds like they're gonna take this seriously and try to fix whatever problems they had um and that's a good thing yeah and, but it sounded it sound, it was real serious yeah you know, he he just like going around and say something like that and not really mean it you know so it's something that's very serious i think and they like you said i think they're gonna really look into it and try to fix it yeah because nobody wants to see, um, you know, in Japan, there's been a couple times where there's been like a mass exodus of talents from di different promotions um, because the rules are a little bit different and how they do contracts are different in Japan. So, you know, you've had times yeah. where, you know, that's how pro wrestling Noah came about because um, wrestler Mitsuhara Masao wasn't happy with the way Giant Baba booked and uh, or not Giant Baba, but Giant Baba's wife booked and decided I'm out of here and created pro wrestling Noah. Um and then there was another exodus of uh, wrestlers, and that's how uh, a promotion that since defunct, Wrestle One came about. So this type of thing in Japan happens, and to me, I don't think this was so much, I think some of it was damage control, but it's also learning from the past, like, hey, if you don't fix some of these problems, you get a mass exodus of wrestlers, and, you know, Kota could start a company if he wanted, or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think seeing the yeah. value in him and also seeing the seriousness in what he was talking about matters. So kudos to New Japan for that. Right. Alrighty. Uh, my match to watch for, 
Um, at first, I was like, wait, because everything felt so mashed together because it's been a crazy week. But my match to watch for, Adam Page versus um, um, uh, Konosuka Takeshita. I said it oh, right. Oh, my God. Um, awesome match. Awesome match. And that, that dude that? is legit, and I told y'all. I just, I told y'all. I, I, I didn't know who, I'm going to be honest, and I might get some points taken away, but I didn't know anything about him, period. No points that taken away, but I did tell y'all. Seen him, I, I know that, but I really didn't pay attention. <laughs> I didn't do my homework. I failed, sir. I'm sorry. Sorry, Professor Miller. Sorry. I failed. But I have redeemed myself. I have, I, I'm a fan, dude. Like, that dude held his own. And it's like, for people who didn't know who he is, I'm pretty sure they're going to follow him now. Just for the, the showing that he showed against Hangman. And he's a likable dude, man. Yeah. Extremely likable. So, I loved it. And I, I knew that was going to be your match to watch for because I was glued to that that whole match, man. And after that, I'm like, how do you follow up over that? How do you follow up after that? Yeah. You can't. But that was my match. That was my match to watch for too. That was amazing. I thought it was an awesome showcase of him. Um, I don't think Adam Page looked weak at all. I thought it was an introduction to see how good that dude is, and I think that he not only will be a major part of AEW, but while he's on this excursion in the U.S. for the foreseeable future, I think he's going to be a, a, a big part of ROH because you know Tony Khan talked about taking them back on the road, getting back on a regular schedule once. You know, he's able to start doing that. And I just think that people like him are going to be able to shine not only on um, on AEW, but ROH. Or he could just be on whatever. But, yeah, that kid is mm-hmm. he's something different, man. Definitely something yeah, different. Yeah, that, that dude was that man. I, I guess I'm a fan. Like, my thing is, will he, will he be in Chicago next month? I think he will, of course. And I, I don't know... Uh- I mean, as far as dream matches wise, I don't know how politics will play on who he could face, but I'd love to see him face somebody from the New Japan roster or team with somebody from AEW against um, the New Japan guys because he hasn't been able to go against them. So it'd be, I, I think it would be dope to be able to see him in that realm. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and by the way, there for anyone who wants to know, there is still a lot of tickets to go to Forbidden Door. Yeah. Yep. In Chicago, there. Reasonable prices, so I mean I'm, I, I know I, I know Miller and I we're still trying to get in the building too, but there's still a lot of time and still a lot of tickets. Yep. To get into the building, trust me, I just looked. Good stuff. All right, yeah. so today on this episode we're actually going to do our predictions going through the card for Double or Nothing this Sunday. Um, is a stat card. I, there's not one match on here that I'm not at least a little bit looking forward to. Or like, yeah, I got to see what they're going to do. So without any further ado, we're going to go from the top to the bottom. We're going to give our picks. Um, and as it unfolds on Sunday, we're going to see what we got here. Um, first, we got yeah. Hook Housen. Hook and Dan Housen going against Tony Nese <laughs> and Smart Mark Sterling. I'm going to go with Hook Housen. Cal? Yeah, Hook Housen. It's, it's, it's a given. And I, I think, <laughs> I, said, I, don't, I know people don't like like Dan Housen, I know people don't like him, but I love him, man. It's all about. Yeah, yeah Dan Housen like, is dope. I feel like he's now he can wrestle too. I'm just saying that he's he's gonna bring more of the a comedy out this out this match. 
he might give you something here too, like like Orange Cassidy would do. Orange Cassidy is is a comedian, but at the same time he can go. Right. But I'm gonna go with Hookhausen as well. There's no reason for them not to win this match. So agreed. All right, and then we got Jay Cargo defending the AEW TBS Championship against Anna Jay. I'm going with Jay Cargo. She's not losing against Anna Jay, but it's going to be a really good match. Watch. Heed my words. Yes. Same here. Uh, Miss, in the words of, of our brother Brandon Turner, you know, Miss Cargill. Yeah, Miss <laughs> Cargill, she's going to win, man. It's. I, I think, it, you know what, to me, I don't know if I ever asked this question before, but we got Thunder Rosa. She's the actual champion, so you feel like the TBS title, does that really mean anything to her? So it's kind of like, when it, after this, will she be like, you know what, I'm tired of this TBS title. I want the real thing or something like that. Maybe start something with Thunder Rosa, but I don't know. That'd be interesting. Um, I, I, Where she goes from there, I think the next person is going to be somebody important. Now, I don't want to say Anna Jay's not important, but I think is going to be one of those bigger challenges. I think we can see like a, um, why not, I almost said Ruby Riot. Why not Ruby Soho? You know, we'll, we'll see. But I, I don't see a reason why, um, like I see what you're saying, but I don't necessarily feel like she needs to gun for the women's championship yet, only because no, I think yeah. it's all about the streak. And I think the biggest uh, thing she's trying to do is build up that streak to a specific number, and they're going somewhere with that because whoever they have challenge her is going to be that like it's going to be a big deal who beats her. Um, so we'll see who that ends up being. Um, next up, we got the House of Black going against Death Triangle in a six-man tag. Um, I'm going to say Death Triangle here. Uh, he can't pick. I'm not. I, I'm gonna go with. I, I think I'm going to go with House of Black. Here's why. <laughs> they got to take off sometime. They mm. got to, like, go and stride and go. They, it's, it's, they got to sometime. And, That's like, a good point. Yeah. Will they get assistance from someone? I don't know. Could that person be Julia Hart? I don't know. Like, I feel like House of Black, it's time for them to start going into stride. They need to start doing something with them. And why not it be this time where, you know, it's, this, the turn goes. I do hate the fact that I'm going against Death Triangle because I want them to do something too, but Well, Death Triangle to me has done a, I think they've done a lot. I think yeah. I think them beating I think you have a good point that the House of Black beating Death Triangle is the rub they need. So yeah, I, you know yeah, good point. You got a good point there, sure. I think you're right. Yeah. Alright. Well next up we got the Hardys going against the Young Bucks. I'm going I'm gonna go Young Bucks. Yep. I'm going to Young Bucks too. The, uh, I'm the doing it. Don't really. I'm doing it based off of history. Because yeah. the last time they faced, I believe the Hardys won, right? The Hardys beat them. No, I, we were were wrong. The Young Bucks won at the Super Card of Honor because remember Vince McMahon just asked oh. the Young Bucks not to kill the Hardys, but I believe That's the right. Hardys have the lead. That's right. Correct. Yeah. That's right. But I'm still going to go with the, uh, the Young Bucks. Me too. On this one. All right. And then we got uh, the Anarchy in the Arena match. It's going to be the Jericho Appreciation Society against Eddie Kingston, Santana, or- and Ortiz, and the Blackpool Combat Club of Brian Danielson and John Moxley. I am going with um, 
Eddie Kingston and crew. I think they're going to beat the Jericho Appreciation Society. I think it's time. Yeah. I'm going to agree with that one as, as well. It's just... It, it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the, the Jericho and the and crew win due to people can't get people not getting along. Eddie tripping. But I'm going to go with uh, Eddie Kingston and uh, the BCC as well. Yeah, I just feel like, especially because of the fact that with, um, I feel like with the Jericho Appreciation Society, they don't necessarily have to win this to further the gimmick or what they're doing. It doesn't hurt them. No. So I don't think it's a situation where, um, like maybe Matt Menard or, you know, Angelo Parker, one of them taking the fall is going to hurt anybody. No, it's not. All right. And what is, in my opinion, the semi-main event, MJF versus Wardlow. If Wardlow wins, he'll be granted a release from his contract with MJF. If MJF wins, Wardlow will permanently be banned from signing with AEW. Wardlow. This is a gi- yeah, it's a given. You know, Wardlow, man, I'm, t- hey, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be funny. Warlow invited to the barbecue, man. I don't know what it is about Warlow. Yeah. Warlow's invited to the barbecue, man. Like, I like to lie. Makes sense for when. And after this is over, this is nothing, man. This is nothing. MJF, what does he he do next? I mean, I think I, I got an idea what he can do next, but we got to talk about that match first before we go into it. But, yeah. yeah. And, and then he got to start using... I was about to say, oh, my God. I was about to say Ty Dillinger. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Spears, they got to do something with him, man. That dude is like the, the, the lost gem on the roster. You know, maybe he said MJF, like, you know what, man? I'm done. I can't do this no more. I'm going to go on my own, too. And then MJF left by himself. Going I think and I think he'll stay MJF's right hand man. I I think I, looking at how I, I I see a pattern is what I'm trying to get at. I see a pattern yeah. in what um the plan is with everybody and how he rotates talent. It's so much like New Japan, where like mm-hmm. considering the people that have time off, I get why they have the time off that they're having, and then we you know we rotate out. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to say time off per se, but Brian Danielson and John Moxley aren't having to work the top of the card in, like, a singles match. They're, you know, working in a tag match. It gives them time to heal because going into next, we got Forbidden Door, and I'm sure they're going to have some crazy single matches. You see what I'm saying? So it's smart. I think with Sean Spears, he's going to be put in that mix when, um, you know, and working a lot more while MJF gears up for whatever next, like you said, we'll talk about that type Uh thing. Um, All right. Uh So next up we got Britt Baker. Going against either Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander. Um, spoiler alert: I believe Chris Statlander won um, won her match um, today, so it'll be Chris Statlander and Britt Baker for the Women's uh, Owen Hart Foundation final. Um, I'm going with Chris Statlander. Yep, same here. Uh, it, she don't need it. Britt Baker don't need it. Nah. That's all I gotta say. She don't need it. Yep. I mean, she could win it, and I wouldn't be necessarily mad, but I feel like it's an opportunity to elevate Chris Statlander, and it doesn't hurt Britt Baker. It does not hurt her at all. No. All right. Next up, we got the men's Omaha Foundation Tournament Final. Samoa Joe against Adam Cole. 
Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh are all banned from ringside. Adam Cole. <laughs> you got Adam Cole? Adam Cole, baby. Okay, look. All right. So, I got Adam Cole, but then it, it makes me wonder if I got Adam Cole, does Britt Baker win it? You see where I'm trying to go with that? Uh... But, but, that, but I was going to pick Adam Cole regardless, but, you know, Britt Baker, Adam Cole, both champions lead to something, whatever. Who cares? But Adam Cole wins. Lights go away. The cleaner is back. That'd be crazy. That, that's, that's what I... I'd like want. that. Will it happen? Maybe not, but I've got a, a... That's what I would want. That's what I would want. Then all hell breaks loose on who was the leader and all this crap. That would be interesting. I'd definitely be down to see that one. Dang. Yeah. Woo. I feel like we're going to get, we always get some surprises. Even if we don't, the card's stacked. But yeah, yeah. that could be a big <laughs> surprise. All right. Next up, we got Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Chris Cage defending the tag team championships against Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Powerhouse Hobbs. And uh, also against Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland in a three way match. I am going with Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Powerhouse Hobbs. Okay. Uh, see, well, they, they got a name, Limitless Swerve. They go by Limitless Swerve now. But, uh, I, I'm going to say, jeez. Oh, it's tough, right? I know Limitless Swerve is not going to win. I know that. But, I can see Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy retaining. But, but what does that do for Team Taz if they get it, man? Like, are we doing this? He got he, he got the FTW title. I do want Powerhouse House to get some gold, though. I just think Ricky Starks on TV is money, man. And I'm not calling them transitional champions, but having them as their champions right now gives Ricky Starks some shine, gives Powerhouse Hobbs some shine, gives them belts that they deserve. Um, I think they yeah. deserve to be champions. And then, you know, Whoever the next champions are are going to be one of those solidified tag teams, I think, which I'm okay with. It could be FTR. It could be, you know what I mean? Whoever it is. I think it'll be somebody with a really long reign. But I feel like Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs deserve it. I, I like them. I really like them together, man. I do, too. I, I've been liking Powerhouse Hobbs, man, but. It feels like give money. Me give me them. Go ahead. Yep. It feels like yeah. money. It huh? feels like money, baby. Yeah, give me Team Taz. Bet him up. All right. Next up, we got Thunder Rosa, my girl, defending her world championship against Serena Deeb. Thunder Rosa. Yeah, it it would it wouldn't it wouldn't be right to take the belt off of her just yet because I feel like the person that could possibly take it off of her is Jay Cargill. Mm. To to sort of like, to to make it known like yo I'm I'm ready to be the champion you know and like I said I just feel like they gave her that maybe she got the TBS just to show like hey she you know tune her up for the big one you know and um, that's what I was leading to with Jay Cargill winning and Jay Cargill having that TBS title uh but I, I see Thunder Rosa winning possibly going down the road with Jay Cargill maybe. I don't know who else that could 
be in that spot after Serena D, which she's been killing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know, man. Maybe, yeah, maybe Ruby. I don't know. Just to give a little run. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Thunder Rosa as well. All right. And then the main event, the reason why we all here, <laughs> the AEW World Champion, Hangman Adam Page defends the championship against CM Punk. I'm going with Hangman Page. All right. So this is gonna be my. This is what. This is how I chose this. If CM Punk wins, it's good for business. If Hangman wins, it's good for wrestling. Mm. Why? It's because of that promo he just freaking said. I'm trying to save AEW from you. In a nutshell, I'm trying to save wrestling from you. Oh, damn. Mm. CM Punk don't need it right now. Mm. Will he get it? Yes, he will get it eventually. Mm-hmm. But it ain't it ain't this weekend. Mm. It's not this weekend. Now, my thing is this. Does he turn heel? Does he turn heel on everybody? And guess what? A heel punk is better than a face punk. A heel punk puts asses in seats. He but, got that right. But also, what does that mean for... Because the if he wins, let's say, let's say punk wins. Uh-huh. Why wouldn't MJF be next in line against him? And then... Not necessarily, I won't say next in line, but why can't they run that back or circle back to that? And who's the heel? Let me tell you. That's what I was getting at earlier. Listen to this, okay? If CM, as I said, this depends on MJF. Okay. Even if Hangman wins, I'm just saying, okay, if Hangman wins and MJF go after him, that's fine. Okay, whatever. But just how interested would it be CM Punk wins the title? MJF comes out, and all of a sudden, well, no, all of a sudden, no, MJF will still be the heel. He got to be. Why? Is because Warlow is the face. This is true. How can you turn MJF the face after he, you know, he was just the ultimate heel against Warlow? But anyway, in wrestling nowadays, we can say it in AEW, the, the E, everywhere, anywhere you go. People applaud heels. You know, MJF, he is liked. Like, MJF is loved. Whether people believe it or not, MJF is loved by a lot of people. But, I feel if CM Punk went heel, full blown out heel, he probably will only have one city that will love him. Which will be us. We, will, we don't care if it's a heel or face, we're always going to love CM Punk, but I feel like CM Punk might end up doing some healing stuff on Sunday, which would definitely get him a lot of heat. Yeah. Speaking of heat, man, did you hear about that? That he got backstage heat? You think is that true? I don't think so. I, I think, don't think so either. I think what we get a lot is that it's everybody's playing like it's just like with the Young Bucks. They play around with. <laughs> Um, all the go- the I, I call them gossip sites because that's what they are to me. The wrestling tabloids yeah. all the time, and throw stuff out there, and it's just like with all the Cody speculation. When the end of the day, he was going back because he wants to be the WWE champion, and he's gonna make the most money there, and that's just yeah. what he wanted to do. 
he he doesn't hate anybody. Nobody hates his wife. It's not that deep. And I think everybody wants a sensational story. So it's like, oh, that promo with Adam Page and Punk was so real. And then, uh, right. they just know what they're doing. And you guys are used to promos that sound like they came out of a freaking comic book. And news like guys <laughs> using real shit and just giving kind of like a bullet points. Or in some cases, not bullet points, like just get us there. And they're doing art. And people aren't yeah. used to that. They're I, like, it feels so too real. I, so, so, I want, okay. I know I'm going to get heat for this. I want CM Punk to win. I really do. But I don't think he wins it this weekend. Um, now... At Forbidden Door, we know he's not. He don't get a title shot at Forbidden Door. Now, say if he did get the title shot at Forbidden Door, I think that's when he would win it because it's Chicago. Mm, good point. But I think that you know it wouldn't be a Hangman Punk Two because they they going against New Japan people, and I already yeah, got I, a feeling who. I already got a feeling who coming out to see him Punk on that other side. I mean, we'll see, but he's already said Kenta's not getting no match, so. We'll see if oh, that's damn. just all storyline. Well, but it could be, again, these are guys that are masters of their craft, man. It could be all storylines. We shall see. Could be all yeah. storyline. I, I, dude, I got really, I really think we will, we, we can get in the building. I, I have, I, I have to get in there because the last time I seen all these dudes, man, was at All In. Yeah. And just the, the aura that, that Okada gave, man, that's, man. Yeah, hopefully he's there. I, I have to see him again. There's no way he's gonna be here. There's no way in hell he's not coming. <laughs> I got you. He shall be there. Because I, I really think I have to see that dude again, man. Yeah. I just do. The rainmaker. Alrighty. Well, that is our episode today. Be sure to check out 1515 Ave and all other content. Um, like um, oh man, I almost named the wrong uh podcast. Hold on, like um. Studio Flow, what else am I, uh, forget it, what, what am I, um, Studio Flow, um, Slurring the Truth, Wrestling Roundtable, obviously, um, what else we got, we got uh, Equal Opposites, I just saw the return of something, what did I just see, uh, about a week ago, I already said that, and then the rundown, um, yeah. yeah, and then also you can go to, click on that Amazon banner, it's got um, all our links there. You can actually go see my wish list there. When you go on the Amazon banner, it supports the site, so please go ahead and do that. Um, Father's Day's coming up. Yep, that's right. Father's Day's coming up. I don't mind Father's Day gifts. Um, if you find Forbidden Door tickets and you want to give me some, that's great. I appreciate that. You go ahead and send those over to me. Um, you tweet me. You find all my... No. <laughs> um, with that being said, it is me. It's Miller. It's your boy, Coach Cal. And we out.